Bilvavi Mishkan Evna Chelik Beis, we're on page page Lamed. We were talking about the the marshal that's found throughout Tanakh, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael Achasan and Kala. And why did Hashem reveal such a uh, a relationship of Chasan Kala when obviously there can't be anything physical the way that we understand it in this world, Chasan Kala? Not only that, but we learn that Chazal tell us that since Sheshis Maybrashis, since the beginning of time, Hashem is busy with Zivugim, which we understand means, and the Swam tells us means this Zivig between him and his Kala, between us and Hashem, this Zivig. Now, if Chazal explain this, and in Tanakh, over and over again, our relationship with Hashem is a relationship with Chasna Kala, the first thing that's clear that comes out from that is that the same way by Chasna Kala, the Torah has taught us that they are not two separate beings that happen to be introduced or have things in common and that and that meet and then live a life together, but the Shairish, the root of the first Zivig and of all Zivugim is that Chasna Kala are one being. That that Chava was created from within Adam, and the meaning of that, as far as how does that translate into our relationship to Hashem, is that when Hashem has revealed in Tanakh the Kuchibricho and Knesset of Hashem and the Jewish people of Chasam Kala, it means that the same way that nobody in his right mind would only discuss the concept of a Kala and go further than that to set up a house with that concept and to live his life with that concept, which is absurd. Obviously, the point is that they should live together. They should share each other's feelings and thoughts because they really are one and the same. So when Hashem says that He is Mezavik Zivugim, since Bereshis, that's what He's doing, and we're His Kala, it means that in some amazing way, which we're going to be learning a lot about, this Chush, this Hergish, this feeling of Chasna Kala is not supposed to be and cannot remain in the world of the theoretical or conceptual. It has to be something which is the Maisa, A and B, that each Navi Jew, ha- each Navi Jew can, can have this relationship with Hashem because Hashem is in us and Hashem is part of us, just like the Chasna Kala. That Zivig is just revealing something that was always there since Bracious, because they're one and the same, they're together. On page Lamedi continues and explains where it says, Hatayas Hayat Sahar. He says, He says, The truth is, the Yitzhahar is always trying to confuse us and is always trying to mislead us not to see this. And he says that the Yitzhahar does a very good job, as Hashem told him to do. There's a famous, there's a famous thing that Chaim uh, Briska, when he was a little boy, he didn't like to go to shul. He didn't like to go to his stories wake him up and he went back to sleep with Chaim Brisker. So, so his father once said to him, his father was the Beit Alevi, his father said, Chaim, aren't you ashamed? Aren't you ashamed that the Yitzhahar gets up earlier than you? And that the Yitzhahar is up earlier than you, doing his work, making you stay in bed? He had a shame. You can't get up and the Yitzhahar is already up. So Chaim Brisker said he was only like five years old. He said, that's not a cash, because the Yitzhahar doesn't have a Yitzhahar that tells him to stay in bed. He says, I have Yetzirah. Yetzirah doesn't have Yetzirah. So the Yetzirah is very competent. He gets up on time, and he doesn't skip anybody. He's very competent. And over here, he does what Hashem, his guys are love, he works hard. And what is the Yetzirah? So he explains. This is the Machshava, a thought, 
that the Yetzirah works with to confuse us. Page Lamed. And everybody who learns this, who hasn't yet gone through this way of, of living, and hasn't learned this sugya properly, automatically, when you hear this discussion in Chazal and, and in, the, in the Navi about how Hashem and the Jewish people of Chosna Kali, you think that's a very sweet thing. It's a marshal and a nimshal. But the marshal is not daimel and nimshal. You know, sometimes you have a marshal that's similar to the nimshal it's supposed to be. Right? It's supposed to be where, the, where the, uh, the parable or the illustration, the example has a lot in common with the nimshal. But the Yitzhar tells a person like this, Chosna Kala with two human beings, that's the marshal to Hashem and the Jewish people. Uh, that's not really much of a... It's very sweet, but it's not the nimshal. Is in a daimel The marshal and nimshal are so uh, are so far apart that you can't. It's just borrowing something which is far from reality to make a point. The marshal hagashmi borik yitzarich limtzay ben zug mamashi. I understand that if you're telling me in the marshal, I understand that that you can't that I can't marry an idea of a kala. I have to marry a real person, and I have to live with that person. And then we have, we have to share all of our secrets and feelings and so on. I understand that in the marshal. Abba Ruchni is, but you're telling me a nimshal that this is somehow like me and Hashem? Abba Ruchni is, Ketzad Nitan Lahalas Aladas Lumsas What do you mean? In the marshal, I understand you tell me you have to find a kala. How do you find a kala? Came to say this, so if you're still young, your parents make phone calls, the Shadchan makes phone calls, you get a little bit older, you make phone calls. But. I understand the musag that I can look for a kala. And I can find a kala. But what does it mean? What does it mean, limtza yasakadosh baruch? What does it mean to find Hashem? To find that part of you. What does that mean? I can never find Hashem because Hashem is hidden to all human eyes. It's not possible to have Him. Lo yisiguhu masigi haguf. Lo yisiguhu masigi haguf. A physical being cannot conceive, cannot understand or comprehend God. So we learn this, and we all understand, that a person doesn't have a taiva for something that's not, oh, a taiva for something that's outside of his reality, a taiva that's not part of his world, even when it comes to taivas that are not nice, taivas that are not nice, a person uses a taiva for something that's, that he could be masih, that maybe he could have. But to have a time for something, to have a desire, page Lamed, for to want and long for something that's not part of my world, that's why only a person has taiva to, to have Bill Gates's money. It's, 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 that's not a taiva. That's not people talk about how much he has. But we don't have a taiva for Bill Gates because it's something that's just so out of our league. That it's ridiculous. So who do you have a time? You have a time for the guy that's like the next guy ahead of you, or somebody that's like you know doing very nicely in your neighborhood. But a taiva for Bill Gates is not only a, only a fool would have such taivas. I'm a shogun has taivas like that, right? People who live in fantasies. They have a, a normal person doesn't have a taiva for something that's not they can't see. It's bechlam not in his realm of existence. So the problem is that the Baruch Shalom says he's a chasna with his kala. and we all say shkayah. I understand that, that I could have an interest in that girl, in that light, in that woman, a kala, to get married, or for me, or for my kid. I understand. But to have a, a rotsam to be mizdabek to Hashem, a chasnan kala, it's something I never met him, I never saw him. How could I have such a rotsam? How could there be such a thing? 
So I understand it's a very sweet thing. Hashem wants to say He loves us like a chasm and a kala. It's all very, very nice. But the marshal is not like the nimshal. Because in any, any marshal where there's something physical <clears throat> and the nimshal is something which is invisible and spiritual, there's, a, there's a, too much of a break in between the marshal and the nimshal. I don't get it. So what did all of us do growing up? We all put aside any possibility of ever finding God because we can't see Him. And there are bigger people than us and I'll tell you, I never saw God. So we said, okay, if that's the case, that means to begin with, our entire Vedas Hashem from the beginning was we can never really experience Him. Because He's beyond our experiences, right? He's beyond our hergish, beyond our chushim, beyond our understanding, beyond our feelings. So, so from the time that we were young, we put already aside that possibility. As a Hashem, we can't possibly be masik. We can't possibly understand. We can't possibly reach. So So therefore, what's the other choice? And we made this choice, consciously or unconsciously. We made this choice when we were kids. We were raised in the yeshivas and religious homes. We made the choice that, okay, I'm going to be a servant of God. I, mean, I never met him. I, I don't have a chush a, a, a or a hergish for who or what. But I understand it's a chush of a thing. That it seems like there's a lot of, there's a lot of evidence that indicates that he's, he's here. Right? And I heard about some people who probably had some shaykhs that, that he's here. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't. Want, I don't want to have a problem with, with this God. So okay, I'll do this stuff. I'll do this stuff. So we become, hopefully, good. We'll just wait a little bit. Hopefully, good avodim, good servants of God. This parley love. You know what? I'll say words to him. I don't see him. I'll. I'll talk to him. I'll thank him for everything. It's all true. That's all true. That's good. Ella, the problem is like this. The underlying basic fundamental point that what? That connects, that creates a relationship between Hashem and a Jew. Between the between the Bayishom was the Chasm. <coughs> the Creator, who's the Chosn, Lebanakalish and Nikras Knesset Yisrael, and the Kala that's called Knesset Yisrael, Hayitzahar Mashmid. From the beginning, the Yitzahar says, "Forget about that. That's not Shaykh. That's not Shaykh. At best, you can have some sort of a vague kind of a belief and serve this God, trying to cover all your bases, and occasionally, you know, a stronger a stronger belief that He's out there someplace, less strong. But Chasn and Kala, from the beginning, when we heard that, we never heard exactly the Moshal, the Nimshal. Chasn Shtim doesn't go together. The Moshal of a Chasn and Kala, in this world, I understand what it means. The whole world's Meshigah looking for. Everybody's walking in the street, they're just looking for Chasn and Kala. Where they want to get married at, that's not the point. They're looking for the Zivik. Everybody's looking for a Zivik. When it comes to the Rabbi Shalom, I can't see him, I'll never see him. I can't be masking him, I'll never understand him. So how could I have such a Chush or a Hergish? For the for the Creator, so from the beginning we put that possibility aside of the of the marshal, the nimshal, chasen kala, and Hashem and the Jewish people having any real meaning. We say maybe it's some bit tzaddikim, but for us we'll just try to be 
We'll try to be avodim and to try to do stuff so we don't, you know, so we don't go to Gehenim. So don't go to Gehenim. So and we continue the Jewish people because it seems chaval. After thousands of years, why should I mess it up? You know, it's been going this long. It's not right that I should mess it up. So I'll continue with that stuff. <coughs> this is in the kud of the Yitzchak that's very strong. In this thought, the Yitzhar takes away from us the basis of our life, the essence of our life. Because the essence of the life of a Jew is meant to be Hasm To have a, an unbelievable personal, intimate relationship with the, with the one who you can't see. A, a place in the chush, in the heart, not physically, there's no such thing. So from the beginning, the Yitzhar takes away from us that Nakuda Haplim is the. It's not like people think, okay, okay, that's a tzaddik, about a tzaddik. That's not a tzaddik, that's the Yisoyed Hachai. That's the tachlis of our being created. Was to have this, was to have this kesher with the Kaddish Baruch. Kshachasera avon amuhusis amitis mahim husachai. So you would say to somebody, if, so, if some, someone would say to you, how's your life going? What is. And you say, well, everything everything is fine, except I'm not alive. It's the most ridiculous thing. It doesn't mean anything. The definition of life is being alive. So you're asking a person who has, he's on his final breath. God forbid, he's a geysis. And you say, hey, uncle, how you doing? <laughs> no, uh, what does that mean? What life is, is escaping him, is leaving him. So, a person who says that I'm alive, I'm a Jew, but but he has no kesher as chosn on a personal level with Hashem. There's nothing of chosn with Hashem. There's no hagish. So it's a contradiction of terms because that's what a Jew. That's the tachlis of our being here. So you're missing the mahus of life. Doesn't mean that God forbid you shouldn't be an evid. Doesn't mean you should throw in the towel and say, "All right, so I was like, why should I bother putting on tefillin and keeping mitzvahs and why should I go to shul if I'm missing the yisurachah?" No, that has to show because there's an avodas evid to be makabel ol, and that itself is a gavaldige gavaldige avoda to do that. But the yisurachahim, the point of life, is missing. Mikan veilach kvayochel adam luz meislavu migdolim parchim baavir. You're missing, you're missing the point, the essence of life. And once you're missing that essence of life, then you could build what's called towers that are dangling in midair. Meaning, because the basis of your Yiddishkeit is, is not there, it's very, very hard. There's no telling where the rest of Yiddishkeit is going to take you. Which is what happens to us. So we can drag around all kinds of crazy things because the point and the basis of Yiddishkeit is missing. So you could take... You know, you like this school of orthodoxy, or you want to be not orthodox at all, or you want to be more modern orthodoxy. You want to be like this orthodox, a little bit more. All of these, all of these um, decisions about how orthodox you want to be. You imagine you tell your wife when you get married how faithful you want to be. I want to be faithful once a month. <laughs> otherwise, I'm not faithful. One day of the month, I'll be faithful. Otherwise, I'm not faithful. So nobody would marry you like that. Because you, you, the whole mahus of marriage is not there. So a person that has this machshava, you know, that I'm going to decide what kind of what kind of uh, Yiddishkeit will I live. The whole machshava, do I want to be modern or Haredi, extra super duper Haredi, you know, minimum to maximum. Like it's like huggies, you know, from six to fourteen pounds, from fourteen pounds to twenty-eight pounds. Like you buy diapers. What kind of a Jew you want to be? All of those, all of those hasharis of 
all of those all of those calculations are mamish migdolim parachim are towers that are dangling in midair. There's no basis to anything. The basis of one's Yiddishkeit is chasn and kalp. Is a kesher with Hashem is bar. The Mela, if you don't have that kesher, if you don't have that relationship, so you could you could uh, so you could say my, you know this is my type of Yiddishkeit. It's your type of Yiddishkeit. You're happy. I'm happy. All these, I, I could I could look at something that's disgusting. I could still be a yid. I don't have to daven. I don't have to daven with any kind of feeling. I'm still a yid. All of these things are only because the basis of the yiddishkeit. It's not. It would never work in a marriage. Not only wouldn't it work in, work in a marriage because vaita than that. He explains vaita. You wanted to make a. You want no, no. Uh, so he goes vaita. He goes vaita. What about chasidish and lifish? Somebody wants to be more. More with like what the right thing. All of those, all of the, the all of those differences. The Rebbe should be different He likes that because he likes that we should that Yidden are very colorful people. So Rebbe Shlomo, that's a little But I'm not talking about I'm not talking about lifish or chasidish. I'm talking about being an Eved Hashem in the best way. Well, if you're a Moroccan, the best way Moroccans can be Eved Hashem, and if you're chasidish, the best way a Hasid can be Eved Hashem. I don't know. That, that, that's exactly what he said. That question, what does that mean? That question, what does it mean? I'm saying if somebody's modern Orthodox or Orthodox or Conservative, whatever it is, right? So, is Lutfish and Tzivish or Svat, like, is that at all like fit into the equation of like, is, is there like one true? No. The Barnishalim the wants so a Khatila. So, if somebody's modern Orthodox, he's not modern Orthodox because. That's the stage he's up to. The question of where is he going to, and what's the tachlis of Yiddishkeit? In the tachlis of Yiddishkeit, in the ultimate Yiddishkeit, can there be a mitzvah, let's say, of a woman that doesn't cover her hair? The Torah says no, because it says you have to cover here. If modern orthodoxy, I'm not talking about the Hezdi yeshivas, and it's just all they're from, very, very from. I'm talking about the modern orthodoxy as people call themselves modern orthodox in New York, let's say. That just means modern orthodoxy just means that, they're, that, they, that they haven't gotten. That, that they're not interested, or they, or they're interested, but they haven't yet gotten to Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says you have to cover your hair. A lady can't say, "Well, no, 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 no." But that was only talking about uh, ultra orthodox. I'm modern orthodox, and so she takes out a card that she went to that she went to Flappish to Ramaz and says, "See here, I'm modern orthodox. I don't have to cover my hair." There's no such thing. The same way, the same way that no that no Taimani or Moroccan or Chassid or Litvak can can hold out something like this as my my way of uh, Yiddishkeit. We don't daven with a fire. We just uh, we just mumble the words. Nobody can take out a card like that. That's the same problem as the Mandalay Flash Lady without the head covered. You can't do it. There's no, in other words, it's not vital to be a Jew. You're saying the, 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 the sheet of Mandalay Flash? There's no sheet of Mandalay Flash. There's no sheet. Oh, the whole. I'm saying all of these things of sheet is what I'm trying to explain, which is not the side of it. So I don't want to get sidetracked. The all of this this entire mistake. There's such a thing as a sheet of not covering the hair, or there's a sheet of 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 uh, of uh, not of not davening uh, a certain way with a certain fight. There's no sheet like that. It's just that I ha- I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not relating to Hashem's book. I don't have an intimate connection to Hashem. Whether he's a chassid, there's a litvak, whether he's a galician, hungarish, or whether he's a svadish, or whatever it is, the Baruch Shalom is happy that we have different hugging and different different ways of coming to him. But all of them have the same responsibility, which is what Tveikus Basha. There's no there's no there's no Jew in the world who could say that that in my in my Yiddishkeit I don't have to I don't have to think about Hashem's Bach every minute of my life and be attached to him. 
Now, if it comes out that you that you do that, and your yarmulke is knitted yarmulke, instead of being a velvet yarmulke, so, you know, excuse me, it's only a moron would, would, would be upset about that. Right? You have to be a moron to be upset about that. A total moron, because this guy wears a velvet yarmulke, and I wears a knitted yarmulke. Right? So if someone, would, someone comes and tells you that, that uh, you know, I, you know, that, I had a mice like this with somebody with a shidduch. That there was a boy at tzaddik or at tzaddik. I understand the cultural differences. I don't want to get into it. If someone has such a chiluk between this yamaka and that yamaka and the, and the person, and he doesn't see that the side of being a Jew is dveikas by Hashem, not the, not the color of yamaka, which is black or white, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. So, does that mean to say that there's something idiotic about these differences? No, because everything is as beautiful. Hashem is Baruch loves that we have different, that we're colorful. And it makes and, and it's nice. It's not a It's not a bedayavid. But one thing that's not a bedayavid that we all agree upon. And if someone disagrees, he's mechutz. And that, that is dveikus b'shem to have a keshet hashem. No, what do you call a modern orthodox or litzvah shasradish or whatever you call him? And no person can say that in my brand of Yiddishkeit, I don't have to be a dovek b'shem and I don't have to and I don't have to keep Hashem's will with all of my heart. Nobody can say that. No one can say. That. We're going right. We'll go right, it's, it's just, it will get sidetracked. <coughs> Look, on the bottom of Lamed. This understanding is, Avonah Zu, Shonam Adarim Alev. Tzvich Elias Eitzel Adon, Pshuta B'yayse. This has to be very Pashat to us. Akidekach, Shafil Yeled Yuchal Liklaytay. So even a child can understand this. So he explains. Vada Yishu Yeled Eni Yochal Avin, Kamay Shemavuga Meven. Certainly a child can understand the level that an adult a child could also understand even a child could understand that knowing something just knowing something cannot compare to actually experiencing it every child can understand he gives an example to make this more tangible you have a kid that he found the Afikaiman on Pesach and he asked his father to buy him a bicycle. Good. If his father tells him, I agree. I agree to get you the bicycle. We can't go out and yontiv. You can't buy it until after yontiv. Let's wait till after yontiv. Then I'll buy you the bicycle. You got the Afikam, I'll get you the bicycle. Okay. After yontiv, he reminds his father. Kids don't, kids don't forget, right? He reminds his father about the bicycle. The father says, Tishma, listen. The father starts to give him a shmuz, a drasha. How much bicycle nowadays, a certain type of bicycle, how much it weighs, the bicycle. The nearim kach And he starts to talk about how the bicycle looks, different types of bicycles. This bicycle looks like this. And you could... And you could ride the bicycle, kach to kach. How you ride it, and how far you can go with the bicycle. And he goes on more and more describing the bicycle that he promised to the kid. <coughs> Every detail of it, how the gears work, and how the tie is, and how you take care of it. Tells the kid all this stuff. Not just on, not this, he doesn't only talk about this on Isruchag. He talks about it the next day, and the next day, and the next day about this bicycle. For weeks. Till the next Pesach. He doesn't stop praising this bicycle. The kid doesn't let up. 
Abba, if Tachtali, you promised me not to kaim is the Keep your promise. Sarach look nice as We have to buy the bicycle. The father says, I'm talking to you about the bicycle. And the kid says, You said you're going to buy me the bicycle. He says, No, 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 listen to me again. And he starts talking about the tires are like this. Uh-huh. And the gears work like that. And you can ride at this 25, 30 miles an hour. And the kid says, Okay, you know, I'm getting the bicycle. There's not a kid in the world that will stop and be satisfied with the story about the bicycle or the or the description. The ideas of As much as he knows now he's now this kid is a big bucky in the bicycle. He knows everything about the bicycle, and not only that, he knows it's the best bicycle in town. But he's still not happy. And the father doesn't care. He says, there's no one else that ever explained the bicycle the way that I just explained to you the bicycle over a year. How I explain this bicycle? And I describe the bicycle. He says, "Come in." He draws on the bicycle. He shows some pictures of the bicycle. No normal kid would be misratzah. Would say, "Okay, Beseda, thank you for that you coming, President." Nobody would say that. Because the kid knows very well. He sees from his friends that a bicycle is something that's real. That you could ride. You could play with. Every area of life that we encounter, it's totally clear to each and every one of us from the time that we're kids. That any person who's Isaac in something that doesn't exist, Nikra Baldimian, we call him a Baldimian. It's not a flattering title. A Baldimian means. Uh, you know, you're not you're not grounded. You're not normal. A person who's, who's in this asig with rem something that doesn't exist, something that's not real, is nikrabaldinian. And the more that a person hallucinates or has these fantasies, it becomes harder to live with him. It becomes hard to live with him. Sometimes uh, you'll have a situation. This happens to say that either it could be a husband or wife coming to talk to you, and they're having a machlag is having a problem. And I and I said to the husband, "How do you describe what's going on?" So the husband's saying stuff. Right, he goes on for like 10-15 minutes, and she's looking like this. And she's, and then and then uh, and he says, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" So she says, "Maybe you're talking about somebody else." Like he starts to say, I'm always nice, and I always talk this way, and I always act affectionate, and I'm always like that, and I always go to take that the garbage, and I always pick up the kids. And she's like this. I'm like, yeah, maybe you're talking about some other marriage, it's not our marriage. But you have right that she's Baladinian. One thing that they ha- one thing that you see by people of Baladinian is after a while you can't live with them. You can't live with them. The same way you can't live with a roommate who thinks he's clean when he's not clean. He's filthy. And he talks to you about how clean he is. And he imagines, he says, There's never, you never had a roommate like me. You ever see such a room like this? You don't have to even look at you, you just smell it when you walk in. You ever see such a room like this? And you say, that's filthy. And the guy says, it's beautiful. He's a Baldimian. You can't live with a Baldimian. After a while, you could try to, 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 you could try to correct him. You could try to speak to him, try to impress upon him. You know how this if you have children that are already teenagers or little ones is a different passion because they're a little kid. You get an older kid and you start to talk to the kid and the kid describes a reality that you never saw in your life. And you say, that's not how it is. And the kid tells you also what you're thinking. And you say, I never thought like that. 
Because that's what you think, Daddy. I said, I never. And, that, and then he says something that you said. He said, I never said that. He said, No, Daddy, maybe you forgot. He said, No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. You know, then you, you feel like you can go crazy. Because when you talk to somebody that's about them, you can go out of your mind. Because as much as you'll say, What are you talking about? That's not true. It's not the reality. The kid says, You don't understand. That's the reality. You can go out of your, you can go out of your camp from that. You can't live with someone who's about them yet. Okay, now all of this, when you're talking about bicycles, no. When you're talking about whether the room is clean or is dirty, all of it. So that's that's not so chosher, no. Therefore, you could you, you could you could manage to live even with these dimyonis, but it's it's uncomfortable when there's a person who's about dimyon. Now let's take all of this. When it comes to emuna, when it comes to emuna in Hashem, belief in the Rebbeinu Shlomo. That, that awareness and living every minute with that awareness what that means, what it implies what it's mechaiv that there's a creator there the Yetzirah can be successful it's amazing to do what? to create within you this idea because here it's different than everything else with bicycles even a kid understands that it's Narish guy to talk about his father's crazy he talks all year about a bicycle he never gives me one Right? Well, Shachan talks to you all year about his shidduch and he never introduced you to the girl. So anybody says he's crazy. But when it comes to Amuna, there the Yetzirah is Matzliach, that what? That it's possible to be a mom, and even though you have no shaykhs to the one who you believe in. Even though you never met him. Even though you, have, you, never have, you don't have any kesher, you have no shaykhs to him, you have no hergish for him, you never saw him for sure not. Over there, the Yetzirah comes along and says, so the answer says, oh, of course, there's a God, but you can't feel Him. And therefore, don't bother with that. Just just keep your mouth closed, put your finger in the Gemara, read the Gemara, put on film, don't make too much trouble, and hope that at the end of all this, you, you know, you go to Ganeiden and meet your ancestors or something. But to have a hergish? So from the beginning, the says, you can't have, there can't be anything concrete in your relationship with God. We wouldn't listen to that with a bicycle. You wouldn't listen to that with anything in the world. But when it comes to religion, there doesn't have to be anything concrete. There doesn't have to be anything concrete. There doesn't have to be anything that I could put my fingers on. That, I, that, that is part of my life. That's real. It could just be this thing that's all theoretical. And that's the most basic thing in our life. That's why we're alive. So, Akedekach is the Yetzirah working <coughs> to delude to delude us to become people who are such baladim, who live in such a world of that's not real, that's fantastic. That in anything else in life, they'd lock us up for things like this. That's majority of us are Absolutely. Go through emotions and it's, but as I said, it's still. I never said the word. I never said the word nothing, because because as I said, an avodas evid, when a Jew feels that he doesn't have anything, an afal pichain, he pushes himself because he believes that inside of him he has this amuna. It's just that it's it's, it's just, he has this amuna, but unfortunately because of all of all of his other demyanis and because all of his taivas, he's. He's made such a barrier between himself and then the kuda of Amuna inside of him. Because every Jew has this in him. It's just that... But some of them, yeah, who, 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 an Ehrlich person who does whatever he was taught to do and goes through life basically 
going through the mountains, and so never feel the connection with the Bani Shalom was basically cut off from the Yisrael of Hatzlach. No, the Ikkar of the Yisrael of Hatzlach. The Ikkar of life. And the Ikkar of life. He missed it. He missed it. And the Ikkar of Hatzlach, whatever he did. And sure, I guess so. But he's going to talk to us. So then what is, so what if, what if his Ganadin is also only theoretical? And I was, let's say, after year 120. See, so then they have a special, there's a line. It's like a bike. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the bad place. It's like so. a bike. Right. I'll, so in other words, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, words, we'll talk about it. Exactly. In other words, so then the Bible says, or he has somebody else, somebody nice with a whatever long beard, says to you, Ah, Ganadin, you know, you didn't do any big affairs, you lived, you lived the right kind of life, good, you didn't do anything wrong, you had no uh, connection. He says, okay, we have a, come, come. So you walk in some place, it's totally empty, whatever that means, and then you have like a lecture, a schmooze. Lo'olam ve'ed, forever and ever, about Gan Eden. And then you keep on saying, like, where, where, where is this place? What happens? Where do you? So, no, nah, I'm not finished with the Shia. I'm not finished with the Shmuz. So you saying, well, well, well but, and you have the same frustration as the little kid with his bicycle. I, 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 I'm supposed to get the Afrikaman present. So here I am, 120, I passed go, right? I made it through life, I didn't do big averis and whatever. So what do I, I, I want to cash in, like, I, I want to cash in. So the, you're cashing in. The same way that your whole Yiddishkeit was, was in, in, in idea, in intellectual, in the head. So we'll talk to you about Ganeid. That's why it's a, it's a pachet. There's a sentence that's brought down in the Salon of Masvarim. I don't remember from Alta Kabrina, from Lachavich, one of the old Siddiquim from Russia that said, that said, the Salonimah brings a lot, that if a person, if a person sat in this world, a religious person, kept all the mitzvahs, didn't do Avayus. But he sat like a shtick halts, like a piece of wood, without any hergish, without any connection in this world. He said, in Ganadin, he'll be like a shtick halts also. He'll sit like a piece of wood in Ganadin. And he'll see it, but it won't feel anything. He won't have any hergish for it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. That was what you developed in this world is what you get in the next world. Yeah. But uh, what you're portraying is like uh, black or white, you know, I mean, there are people who are doing the mitzvahs and all of that, but they're not deluding themselves, they're realizing that they're not davening three times a day, let's say, um, you know, but they, you know, at some point they want to do better, mm-hmm. you know, they want to do chuba. So you're not, um, you know, talking about those kinds of people. That's wonderful, everybody who's trying to become better and do the right thing, that's Kabbalah. Right, but that's not what a Baldinian is. No, because because we're all doing the, we're all living true lives by keeping the mitzvahs and trying to get better and stay away from affairs. That's not a dimyon. The dimyon, what's the dimyon? The dimyon is that that's the end of Yiddishkeit. No, that that's the tachlis of my life. It's just to do this stuff without having any relationship with the one who told me to do it. That's the biggest dimyon of all. That's a fantasy. And the HR comes along and tells you because why? Because you can't possibly have who you you the chaim or somebody. You can't have a thing like that with Hashem. You know. Uh, Chasen Kala, that's another medrash. That's not, that's not you. You can't. That's the most frightening dimyon that he's saying. No little kid would, no little kid would accept that from a father to explain that we're just talking about the bicycle, but you're never going to ride it. So, no. How do we accept this idea of a Yiddishkeit without Hashem? In other words, it's all about religion. It's all about mitzvahs. It's all about God, but never having God, never having the Yiddishkeit. I mean, we're doing the mitzvah, staying away from the verse, but never having Hashem. No child would accept that. It's the biggest. It's, it's, it's the. It's the. It's, it's the biggest sheker that, that the HRS sells us such a sheker. We can go to shul, and you see this, unfortunately, 
and guys will email their chazaras of shots on the blackberry, answers, yeah. and then pick up the phone and say, I'm davening. I can't talk about Kodi Ben. I mean, it's unfortunate. We made a meeting together, but the phones are ringing. How does it happen? I'll go to three million in a day, but he doesn't, I mean, right? He doesn't feel it. He'll have that in yeshivas. The guy not can sit in yeshiva unless they ask it in the yeshiva. It's just in the yeshiva with cell phones. And there's a, there, one, uh, I told this in Shul the other day. There's, there's a young man from the yeshiva that was talking to me the other day. He said, he sits in the yeshiva. It's the yeshiva of Kanana. There are a few hundred guys. Every minute, there's cell phones. The yeshiva didn't ask it. Cell phones going off. And guys saying, there's Chavusa. Hold on, hold on. I'll be right with you. Because if, if he's a bacher, then, it, then it, I guess it's a stockbroker calling him. Every buck has a stockbroker. If it's a if it's a married guy, then his wife, you know, uh, you, you pick up the formula, get this, or do that. And he, but every single every single guy, he says the phone is going off everywhere. There are people running outside. Hold on, hold on. He said, and this this young man is a big tzaddik. He said it stares him so much that the whole he feels the whole tour of the yeshiva is not a yeshiva anymore. Now, so we're talking about this. We we grew up. We never had there was no such thing as cell phones when I grew up. Right? They didn't have such a thing. And when you sat in the Bismarck, what's Because the whole thing, the reason that the, uh, so, why did, so you ask this guy, why do you have to have your cell phone on? They put it on the, on the table, not two inches away from the Gemara, you have to have the cell phone. Why does it have to be there? In case of an emergency. So, so for what happened to us all the years when there were emergencies? God forbid. That means that the lady catches me off and says, Khan, your uncle, uh, your mother's calling you. We managed, no? So everything's an emergency. Yeah, you're right. We live in such a world where for that for that wife it became an emergency if you didn't pick up the diaper. It's an emergency. Where our mother would have figured out what to do with a kid that made in the pants even without the hug. Right? I mean, but not any of the wives nowadays. My, my wife, well, Hashem, wouldn't, wouldn't call ever like that. But the Isika say that. It's an emergency. Emergency. What are we doing? We didn't have. Well, I, I mentioned before, I, know, I said Shul yesterday, that when, I, when we were first married, we, lived, we were in the summer in the bungalow. Nobody, there was one gear that had a phone. Otherwise, it was by, the, by a pole, yeah. in the middle of a phone booth in the middle. Maybe some passed by, they said, well, I'm burger. And they usually didn't feel like it. So I would see him, like, you know, three days later, say, you know, there's someone called you, I forgot to tell you. Three days later. And then also, what happened? I lost, I didn't lose anything. Not money, not my parents, not my sister. Everything was fine. <laughs> it's dimyanus. All the meanness that take us totally away from the Rabbanu Shalom. The meanness. Same thing. All the We live in a make-believe dimyan, and that which is the ik. No, so that the ik of my life, the most serious thing in my life, I can't be masi. In other words, I can't have a, a, a kasher to the rush. That's what he's saying. The yetsar comes and tells you it's not for you. That's not an emergency. That's not for you. We, this is a pachat. This is this is the time what we're living in. This time, it's such a nisayin. I said this in shul the other day, and he got me to this thing because he said about the, the cell phones, and the, now they have they're also the uh, blackberries, but, yeah. right? Yeah. The emails that the people standing there, and I saw this the first time somewhere. Where there was a guy that had a machine, and I and I asked him, "What do you do with the machine?" I wasn't in shul. I was someplace at Chasna, and he was with the machine. He said, "No," and he showed me that he has shmonesrei on the machine. So I said, I saw that I, I said to my wife that there was a guy that has a machine for Shemana. So I said to my wife, this is bad news. This is not good. This is not good. Why isn't it good? He has a machine, it has some Shemana on the machine. It's not good. 
What does that mean? Why, I'm so against computers? No, the point is, that is just a matter of time. Now it's a kunz. He's able to, everybody's able to say, hey, hey, he's got a thing. It's a kunz. And give it another another month or two, and it's going to be something else on the machine. Okay. That's all. And they're going to be taking it out, and it rings during dawn, it rings during shir. I mean, how many times I talk places, are you trying to make a point, and it starts to go, he asks the people ten times, it goes off, it goes off, it goes off. All we're living in the dimyayness that somehow we can no longer exist unless somebody can reach me on the phone every minute. <coughs> and we can no longer conduct the business either. What do you think? People weren't making money before they had all the machines? They were making money. Uh, it's a lot easier now to make money. It's a lot easier to lose the same money. Because the one time they call you that you made it, and then two seconds later they call you that you lost it. And if you didn't have anything, so you come out the same place. <laughs> Except you never knew that you had first had it, you wouldn't have to be upset that you lost it. So now they call you first, you, ah, you made it, oh, you sell, good, good, bought, Gewaldic. And then you're so happy to have yourself, and you see I was able to find out that I got that I made a million dollars, and then ten seconds later, I'll forget it's for fun. So you were better off without finding out the first call, not the second call, which is how we live. When a person just went normal, but it's all dimyonis. But the biggest dimyon is that the Yitzhar is painting for us is a, is a Yiddish kite without the Rebbeinu Is it shy on the top? Is it shy? Is it shy for a person? Not a child. Of course it's shy. This sacred is talking to me. That's who it's talking to. It's talking to me. For me, the guy that, that that's loafing around and, and barely eating through life with, with, with a, a regular... I'm not talking about the guy who's a, a regular guy who's this in this madish land, or even the balabas that has a serious life that takes his Gemara and, and his Gemara is, is serious. He develops this connection. He develops this connection. Love oh, that. Absolutely not. Rabbi Alan Cutler didn't read this. Rabbi Alan Cutler. Rabbi Alan Cutler. Yeah, you went, you just skipped. You never learned this cipher. This, I need this. We, need we all need it, but so does the guy that's sitting in Kylo. And, and the guy you're describing, that's not Rabbi Aaron. Rabbi Aaron was a Kaddish Mirachim. He was working on the Banshim every second of his life. He lived with the Banshim. I'm talking about a nice guy, what we would say is a nice, normal guy, but he's staggering in learning. Of course he develops such a thing. He's not being, you're, you're when does that happen? You want to ask him? I'll go with you right now to Panovich. Let's go to Panovich and walk in and say, come over here. And we'll go over this with uh, uh, 20, 30 pages and say, tell me what you You feel this? You feel a Pechush, a Hergish for the Banshim? 99% of these guys are honest, the straight guys, I'll tell you, I hope it'll happen one day. I'm working on it a lot, I'm trying, you know, I'm working, but from the Gemara alone, just to happen, even Chazal, even Chazal say, that if you learn the Agadah, maybe if you learn the Agadah, you'll come to the Makar, it's Misha Omavahayon, to recognize the one who created the world. If you're learning the Agadah, it doesn't mean to learn Agadah, it means to learn Ba'amik, the Makshava of, of, of Chazal. But you're going to tell me someone's learning Sugis and Bava Mitzvah of a Kama, then over and over. So it helps him, it, 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 it helps him. Yeah, if he learns Musa, he's learning whatever, 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 and he's learning the Gemara, and he's working on the, on, on himself as an oivet, not just because it's, you have to be focused. To not just because it's inter- not just because it's interesting. You see, because because I was also learning. I'm learning for the last 35 years. I'm learning Chassidus and Musa and all those things. So so what does that mean? It means if you're learning it, and the tachlis of my learning is to understand more about God. 
That doesn't necessarily make, make a... The same way you understand more about the bicycle. I don't know. So you understand more. Does that mean automatically I have my bicycle and one day, one morning the kids can open his eyes up, up, up and say, oh, here's the bicycle. It's here. How did it get here? The same thing. The bicycle, you're learning about, you're learning about. But if, if that guy in Kailo or that serious balabas, if the purpose of his learning this Muslim and learning the Gemara is, is calling out ki'ati imadi, ki'ati imadi, nafshi, yeah, he'll get there. But if he thinks that by osmosis, just like the rest of the guys that are sitting right now with no to any of these shivas, that the guy's sitting 12 hours a day, that that's going to put him on fire for the Rabbi Shalom, it's not happening. How did it happen to Rabbi Aaron? Where are we masking? Rabbi Aaron, Rabbi Aaron was, was, was thirsting for God from the time that he was in this world. We don't understand that. And how and what, where Rabbi Aaron's davening, and by these tzaddikim, regular people like us, except they, they learn more and they die, whatever, they're better than us. But, unless you're seeking God, it, it doesn't. It just it doesn't just hit you. Rabbi said that Torah. We know that Samchaim. That means Torah protects you in every word that you learn. Torah, even if you're not thinking about the Rebbeinu just by learning Torah, it has it, it has a shpah. It keeps you from bad stuff. It, it, it helps keep you in line. It, it keeps away from <coughs> the bad stuff. But Tzvekas Bashem, that doesn't happen to you. It doesn't just hit you one day. That it's an avoda. That's why the people who do that are called avodim. But not, it doesn't just happen, it's Avaida. And what he's saying is that we can all do it. And not only that, but that's what all the Chassidim are talking about. That's what all the Muslims are talking about. So when we, when it was in the earlier years, so first like Rabbi so when he learned, when he learned Masil Sasharim, you think it's the same thing as when they have the 50 minute Muslim Seder in Yeshiva when Rabbi Aaron Kabbalah was learning Muslim? Because every word that Rabbi Aaron was learning, he was saying, Rabbi Shalom, connect me to you through this Mrs. Shalom. Rabbi Aaron Shalom, I want to know you. I want to, I want to have a shaykhist to you through this sentence of the Mrs. Shalom. But it's not because there's so much gear that says, okay, ding, now we learn Muslim 50 minute, ding, time up, go to lunch. That's not it. That's not how, that's not how the, the Rabbi Aaron learned Musa. The Bali Musa, they learned Musa screaming and yelling and crying and walking around, walking around in the middle of the night, three in the morning, crying. That's how they lived. That's how Rabbi Aaron lived. That's what it was like in Slobodka. Not by everybody. From the same yeshiva came out people not like Rabbi Aaron. But Rabbi Aaron was wandering around looking for God. That's all he did. That's all he was, that's all he was doing. Was just, Looking for the Bani Shalom. When you look at when you when you when you say tell him, <coughs> when you say tell him, what was Dovid Melch up to all the time? Well, Dovid Melch just had a sailing yeshiva. Everything that Dovid Melch was 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 crying and screaming the Bani Shalom to find the Bani Shalom. Because why? Because Dovid Melch knew that that's the tachlis of being in this world. Being close to God is the tachlis of my being here. Our Zaydis and Babis, were they able to get it in a different way? We spoke about it many times. How, what? So you see that the very Shalom wanted that before Mashiach comes, when we're just slipping away, and you could be orthodox, and, and even sit and learn, but you have no shyness to the very Shalom, then the very Shalom is sending a tzaddik, and we're writing Shalom like this to help to help us get back to Aleph. Because things that were Pasha to our Babis, it's not Pasha to us anymore. So we could be like officially, like more into Shmur Matzah than our grandmothers were, and know all the halachas of how to bake a Shmur Matzah, but we could sit at Pesach night with an empty heart. And, and, and looking at the watch, so how much long is this city going to go on? I can't believe it. I'm tired. I, I worked all day. I can't take this anymore. Kids ask me ten questions. You should, so he said, but that's Pesach. You're supposed to ask. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Don't hack me with that Pesach. I know all about Pesach. And so on the way, you know. Oh, 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 like the guy, like the guy from the, one of the chevra said to me. I think I told you this last week, a few weeks ago. One of the chevra told me that he <coughs> he works in Brooklyn. He hops him in Chamar someplace in Borough Park. And there's this nice Jew that gets up at a little bit for five minutes with him in the and he reads Kitzchuk and for the island. He reads Kitzchuk for them. 
He said that he said that he and maybe one other guy out of the thirty people over here listen. They sit and listen. The other guys sit at tables and they schmooze. Right when this guy's standing there reading Kishmar, not even quiet. They talk out loud to each other about stuff. Out loud. And, he, and this nice guy is trying to read a little kiss over there. And he says, two of us are listening. Thirty other guys are sitting at the tables schmoozing. Five minutes, they can't hear the Kitzchonar. So then what happens? See, he's talking, they're learning Hilchus Brachas in Kitzchonar. And he's talking about a bracha on potato cool. Yeah? The Yid was saying the Shia was reading Kitzchonar. He, he brought up the subject of a bracha on potato cool. So all of a sudden, one of the guys at the back table said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold it, fellas. He's talking about potato cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. A little Derek Harris. <laughs> now, it's a joke, but it can make you cry. It can make you cry. Not Kishonar, not Shonar, not Ibsan Bagansi. Not the Bhagashalam. Shh. He's talking about potato cool. We get a little bit of respect, maybe. But do you think about it? We want to some degree out, that's how we live. And if someone would bring up some 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 uh, fantastic deal, you're in the middle of learning, and someone would talk to you about some client, you say, Shh, and, and it could be that you're half asleep by this year. Oh, you can't take it, or you're falling asleep by shul. You can't take it. And someone says, Oh, Mr. So-and-so, the, the, uh, the multi-billionaire is calling you. He doesn't want to talk to anybody else before he speaks to you. Ding. No? Amazing. How did that happen? Because that's your potato cooker, that's all. So for that, for that grubby in the back, he should be well. Potato kugel was that—that was his magic word. Potato kugel. For a guy with a guy that wears a nice suit and a tie, for him it could be a different magic word. The client thing is the same thing. It's the magic word. But the burnishul doesn't do it for you. But the burnishul, I'm sure. If I didn't have to go, if, if, if all of a sudden love you would come and say the item's off today, Shabbos, you're off. Shabbos off. What? I can sleep. I can stay. Shabbos off. No shul. No laning, nothing. Wow, what a present, what a gift. This is all, this is all because there's no Kesha. There's no Kesha to flow. So everybody has that Indian that's his magic word that, that, that catches him. So this guy, you, you tell him, uh, oh, you hear the Yankees put somebody in there. Oh, oh, oh. that's his potential. It's only a dis- it's all potatoes. It's just this more expensive, less expensive. So then, how did some of these buy even the bit of such kesher, but they've got no no link to shemitah? A fryer yid is a fresh a fresh neshama that comes from the outside. They look at they look at our world from the outside, and they're jealous of us because they want to be like that. And then I'm always frightened because when they get into our world and they see how far most of us are from any kesher, then then. They, they question what, what they're doing there. How do they how do they have such a hergish? The it is because they made that choice and they came to it on their own. They made that choice, and there were things in Yiddishkeit. They saw the attractive things, whatever attracted that person in Yiddishkeit. They already were fed up with the world mostly. They saw what's out there. They already made the hakafis over here, and and they saw. They saw something, they saw it's real, they saw what Yiddishkeit can be and what it really is. They didn't see too many of the practitioners. So if we're lucky, they ended up in some beautiful home by some some wonderful family that they that their Yiddishkeit is beautiful and their relationship with each other is beautiful and, and, and they, they hear all the good stuff and it's gewaldic because Yiddishkeit is gewaldic. Now, why is it easier in certain ways for them than the ones that are growing up in it? Because, we, you know, we're, we're jaded, we're bored. We already we, we don't even notice how beautiful how beautiful our life is. We take it for granted, like anything that you have, and you take for granted. 
And why does somebody, why is it some people walking in the street and looking at somebody else's wife, you'll forgive me, with his tongue hanging out, but that guy's walking with his wife, he's looking at other women. No. So here we are, we come from from homes, we're raised in Yiddishkeit, and our tongues are hanging out for what? For the potato kugel, whatever your kugel is. Somebody from the outside, some, excuse me, somebody from the outside, he's, his, his tongue is hanging out for Yiddishkeit. It's crazy, but that's how it is. You see somebody, this guy's married to the most beautiful girl in town. And then you find out he's got, he's, you know, he's got, he's got involved with somebody. That, he's got his head on somebody else. Like, what? If I'd be that guy, I would never... That. So that's how, the, that's how they look at us, the Bali Tshuva, the people that, not, that find out about Yishkai, when they, when they see that we don't dive in properly. When they come to a shul, Bali Tshuva comes to shul, and we're, and we're doing our usual uh, emptiness, so the Bali Tshuva comes to shul, he doesn't get it. You have the most beautiful thing in the world. It took me 40 years to find this. And you're standing here in shul, and what are you doing? And the Balchuva is davening, and he sees the front people that they're talking, they're schmoozing potential, kiddish, kiddish. And, the, and this guy, for 40 years, he was looking for the truth, and he found it. And he says, You have the most beautiful wife, you have the boy, you have Yiddishkeit. You don't appreciate it, you're looking, where are you looking? The Yankees, the Kogel, the this, the work, you can't even daven? I mean, think about it, she doesn't make a cheshman and nefesh. The people from the outside, but they're all Jews, not, no Jews outside, God forbid. But they're not religious, they're Fayyid. They are brothers and sisters, but they look at it, and when they, when they start to see it, what Yiddishkeit is, and they hear safe, and they hear schmooze, or they go to something, a seminar, and they hear, wow! They get, they, they, it, Mamish blows them away, right? Because it should blow us away too. But we tired and busy, it's my wife, I see my wife every minute. But that's not interesting, there's something else. What do people go looking at television? Why do people, like we spoke about last week, somebody goes to the movie, goes see the movie, some, somebody's in love on the movie. What do you, what's the matter? Why can't, you be, why can't you love the person that you're living with? No. It's the same thing with us. So we're, we're from, we're brought up in from homes. Well, but something interesting outside. Interesting outside. So somebody's standing there reading Kitschmach. I heard from the time down three years old, there's some Jew gets up in shul and says, all right, a little Kitschmach. I know. I had it. Potato Google. So that's how it is. But this is all this is all our uh, our dimion of living in, in in that which is not real. Let's read the bottom line. Im adam yaschil liyas mitziusi bem. So do you really? If you really start to become real, and it's funny, right? There's people with the bottom of Lamanal. Because a person would say, well, with this stuff with God, this is not real. He's saying just the opposite. If you would really begin to be realistic, realistic, and live a life that's real. The only, the only real Mitzvah is God. If you would begin to learn and understand this and be a real person and a real Jew, then you would realize that what he says, what we're talking about here now is much more real than a bicycle. It's much more real than a bicycle. It's much more real than a human wife and a, a human chasnakala. This is it. This is the Matthias of all Matthias. This is the only thing in the world that's absolutely real, which is the Barishla. Bicycle. Chasnakala. This is it. This is the Matthias. Right, so we'll, we'll finish this. We'll finish this. Uh, this on Lamed Beis. Can I take another two minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finish. <laughs> Certainly, our way of sensing things physically uh, uh, with our body and sensing Hashem is different. We, we, we can't eat, we can't smell, we can't taste God. As we already learned. 
after the brackets. Avla akarit tzrichel yisha kashem shabagashim is called over other mamashis. But what we do need to understand is the same way that in physical life I can feel something. Chosh umarikish. I can feel it with my hands, with my eyes, with my nose. I can feel it and, and sense it. Kol havchanaisa vihinan havchanis mitsiusius. And therefore what? I'm living in a world that's real. This is a real table. It hurts my hand if I smack it. Right? I can smell, I can, I can smell the kugel because it's real. So too, there's a sense that we have that's called the heart that can feel, and, and in that world, Hashem is more real than any of the other things. And when we think this way, we begin to realize that the lives that we're leading have nothing in common with what the Baruch Shalom put us here for. I mean, we do the right things we put on the film, but as far as what we think about and how we live and what our priorities are and what's real and what's not real, bechlal, no comparison to what the Rebbein Shalom created us for and, and what we are capable of. Yehudi rogel l'moig, a guy gets sitting that learn rogel is pal and he davens and l'kai mitzvah nikis mitzvah avot tzarech bedika. Aimu rogel gavlanasis lochus as a ruchnius k'moishu chash as a gashmus. But we have to see: Are you feeling ruchnius as much or more than you feel gashmius? And if the answer is no. Then you're not there yet. Then you haven't started. You haven't started. I mean, it's good, and you get rewarded for everything you do. The Rishonim doesn't forget one good thing we do, but you haven't started. I mean, the, the, the barrier is what you're more excited about in this world. What, what you, you look forward. What to. you sense is being real. Yeah. What the you compass, feel. The compass. Yeah, that's the that's right. The compass. What is real? What's my song? Right. We spoke about. Yeah. What, what's real? That's that's what it is. Now he uses the marshal. We're going to talk about Mitchell next week with Ganadin. We'll be already talking a little bit about it. About what do we think? The Ganadin is also theoretical. We'll talk about the Mitchell next week.